This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hello everyone, welcome to Venta with Connie podcast. I'm your host Connie. Welcome to a brand new episode of Entrepreneur Series. Well guys, this is the final episode of this series for this year. We'll be returning back again next year. So without without further ado, there you go. The interview that I held yesterday with my guest Tab Pierce discussing on how you can rebuild your business. Go ahead, enjoy. Okay, topic of today. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. So topic of today is rebuilding, okay? And uh, rebuilding, it could be rebuilding your business, rebuilding your life. But I'm not talking about this alone. I do have a special guest with me today. He is the author of Upsurge, Wreckage to Triumph, Rebuilding Your Personal and Business Life. Also, he's the founder and president of Caliber Security Partners. Caliber was created in 2010 and provides cybersecurity services to an enterprise client and an emerging technology company. He sits in on the advisory board of 3PNT Security Recruiting, Tradewire, and Drug-Free Business. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Tab Pierce. Let's go ahead and bring him on the screen. Hey, Hi, how are you? Tab- I'm good. How are you doing? Doing great. You know, I I don't think there's anything else I could say other than you know your comment about with God all things are possible. Yeah, you know, I, yes. I, I think we can just end right there, but we can go on. But but that's perfect. So how are you doing today? How is your day? How are you feeling today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Uh, I feel great. It's a beautiful Saturday. I'm up here in the uh seattle washington area it's a beautiful rainy day but uh yeah life's good life's great that's good that's good so um i'm sure you get this question a lot but what prompted you to start your company because your company name is um caliber security service partner caliber security partners so what um prompted you to start your company that that provides cyber security services well I, I do get that on occasion, and it, and and I I always kind of think about it before I respond because there's a lot of different reasons why I did it, why I started the company. Um, one of them was is I I'd been in security for a long time, and I'd done it for you know with with a lot of other companies. My background is sales, and so I'd I'd helped a lot of companies grow over the years, and uh, the company I was with had been acquired, and I kind of thought you know. There's some things I don't like about working for other people. One is I don't like the buffer that's between me and my clients. I want to make sure I do what's right by my clients, not uh, not just my company or the company I was employed with. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd done it for years with various different companies. And I was kind of at a, at a crossroads of, you know, do I go and, you know, rinse and repeat and go do it again for another company that like I'd done before? Or do I start my own? And so. You know, this isn't my first endeavor. This isn't my first uh, company I started, but it was my first cybersecurity firm. 
And, you know, that's kind of really what, you know, I, a combination of those things and just, you know, a general belief that I could do it better than, uh, than the people that I had worked for previously. Wow. So did you actually study um, cybersecurity? Because why cybersecurity firm? Did you study that in school? No. Um, no. <laughs> Uh, I actually, uh, my, my, uh, I, I never went to college, so uh, there was no internet or anything back in the days when I went to high school. So there was no studying anything like that. Um, you know, I just like a lot of people, you know, you stumble into something and you find out you're pretty good at it. And and I stumbled into security early on in my career and and uh, had an aptitude for it. Um, understanding of it. I mean, I'm not good enough where I could actually go out and provide the services, but I have a really strong team that does that. But it's just something, you know, I, I um, uh, that I understood, I gravitated to, I had an experience with. So, um, so it was a real natural thing to start a company that I had knowledge and experience with. That's awesome. You say you didn't even go to school to, to study cybersecurity, and now you are running a firm that has to do with cyber. That's that is awesome. Like yeah. I don't, you should upload yourself for that because not uh, everyone can do that. Well, you, you know, I, I think there's there's something that that we we tend to do in life, and we we tend to stop ourselves and say, yeah, I really don't have the exper expertise or the experience or the knowledge or whatever it is to do something. You you just have to remember that right now where you sit, you don't have it. But that doesn't mean tomorrow or the next day or the next day that you can't gain what you need to do in order to start what you want to start. Yeah, that's true. That is so encouraging. You're right. Because for me, I didn't go to school to study mass communication or podcasts. I just dive into it. And yeah. look at me now. So, you know, we just have to, you know, try. Don't discourage yourself and think you can't do it. So we do have some people in the comment section. Um, let's go ahead and see. We have Jason say, I'm in sales too, and I feel the same way. He was talking about you uh, when you were used to work for people. Yeah, and, and, and I, I imagine Jason feels that way sometimes when you're, when you're in a situation where you're selling and you, know, you, you really know that what you want to do is the right thing by your client. And you've got a, you know, you've got a company that buffers you and your client and you've got to, you know, you got to go and do what's best for the company and not necessarily what's best for your client. And, you know, if you're, if you're good at sales and if you're, um, you know, an, an honest and upstanding individual, you know, that doesn't necessarily sit right. So I imagine Jason probably has the same uh, experience that I do. Yes. Yes. You're right. That's why I didn't do sales because i know i probably won't be good at it i feel like if my client will read through me i know that i'm lying to them so it's not so for just, everyone so you me. just don't lie that's how you get out of it that's how you get past that you just don't lie now you don't have to cover no. anything up <laughs> well yeah um yeah i do understand um that and we also have here john saying that uh he he loved your book well, we're going to talk about his book sometime during this live stream. So we'll definitely find out why John loves his book so much. Yeah, but, but, but and thanks, then, John. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We also have um, D-Word say, we love your book. Okay. Awesome. We see a lot of people uh, say they love your book. I can't wait to find out about this book. <laughs> but guys, <laughs> yeah. we're going to continue. So our, our topic today is rebuilding. 
and uh, which will encompasses like rebuilding your personal life, your business life. And we are living in the new norm due to COVID that hits us early this year for those of us living in US. A lot of business has shut down due to the pandemic. Small business owners suffer a lot from this, you know. My aim on, on um, my aim on this topic is for anyone experiencing losing their job or having to rebrand their business as a result of COVID to walk away from listening or watching this episode enlightened and motivated to start afresh with no fears at all. So tap for a business entity or individual to consider rebuilding um, their business in the first place. That means something was um, existing before it was destroyed or damaged, okay? So you have reviewed your business at some point. What occurred or, or caused you to consider rebuilding your business? Well, um, you know, you know, life has a way of teaching you lessons, whether you want to want to have them or not. And, um, uh, you know, I, our company caliber was, we were doing great. We're, we're at our best revenue year that we'd ever been in. Uh, things are going really well. There was a series of things that happened, uh, you know, contract that, that didn't come through that was supposed to come through us carrying eight additional people for a couple of months. Um, and, uh, you know, just having a business unit that wasn't functioning at, at the level that it needed to function. So those things kind of all, um, kind of came together. And, uh, ultimately we, we made a poor choice to take out a bad loan to cover up, uh, or, or to cover a lot of those things. And all of that kind of started to spiral it out of, uh, out of, out of play, out of place, out of sync. And we were uh, in debt $750,000 to 18 different creditors. And so, you know, once all, once, you know, I was so gung ho, I was so pushing forward that, that um, when it, when I finally became aware of that, it was, it wasn't like a gradual thing. It was just like one of those things where uh, that awareness happened pretty much in one day. And, you know, there, there's a lot to it, a lot of the emotional side of that. But I was really left with, do I close the door? Do I rebuild? And, and a lot of a lot of peers, a lot of people I talked to said, you know, close your doors, go start something else, go get a job, go do something different. And I, um, you know, I, there's all these like, people are like, wow, it's really great that you chose to rebuild. And you really, you know, you, you, you dove in and you did it. Um, I did it because 250,000 of that was owed to the IRS and the IRS does not forgive debt. No. And so uh, my greatest pain and agony in my life at that point in time was caliber, uh, which is one of my greatest joys now, but we'll get, we can always get to that later, but it was one of my biggest, you know, pains, but it was also my, my hope of getting outside of that IRS debt. So that was the initial push as to why I decided to rebuild instead of closing down. Wow. Wow. You mentioned about debt, like you guys had some debt and, uh, and I'm sure there's also more, there's more, there's, there's some more outcomes that came out of that, you know, apart from you owing people debt, I'm sure it affected you in your personal life. Yeah. So can you tell us how that affected you when it comes to that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, if you, it's, it's funny, I tell this and when I tell it, I smile and people are like, you know, it's kind of weird that you smile about it, but I'm past it. And so there's all of these, there's all these like 
uh, experiences and all of these um, fantastic outcomes that came from these horrendous things. That's why I smile. But, you know, when it came down, when all this kind of broke, uh, I, don't, I don't watch TV, but I remember turning on the TV set, sitting in front of the TV set after work for probably a week or two weeks and, and just staring off into space, not watching TV, but just all these things running through my head, all of these horrible outcomes, all of these, um, uh, you know, you know, our mind never goes, Hey, what are, what are the positives? It always goes to, what are the negatives? I mean, I, you know, I thought I was going yeah. to jail. I thought I was going to go to jail for, you know, tax evasion. Uh, attorney said, now nah, people don't go to jail for what, you know, for, for only back taxes, but all of these thoughts ran through my head. And so it was just this real, you know, deep feeling that I was a fake and I was a fraud that I mean, I was vulnerable and, um, uh, you, you know, all of those things were were really what, you know, was prevalent early on. And, um, you know, it it didn't drive me. It dragged me down and it, it held me down. Wow. So you, probably kind of you fell into a little bit of a depression during that time, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I fell into yeah. quite a bit of it. Um, and, and it was a gradual. I probably spent... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know exactly, but, but I'd, I'd bet a couple of years in one state or another of, of depression and just kind of beating myself up, wondering if I had made the right decision to continue on and all of that. It, it was a gradual thing where I started to go. Yeah. I think I, I think I have this. I think I can do it. And then I started to get my, you know, I started to become like my wife says, you know, you, I, I became the, my old self and I kind of put off that. <laughs> put off that, yeah. that temporary self. Wow. Okay. So great conversation so far. You mentioned going through that self-doubt, depression, and host of others. Is it safe to say that when you started rebuilding your business, you have to do some work on yourself first? And what are the steps you took to rebuild yourself? Well, um, yeah. You know, I, I, I think about it because, you know, there it was blurry between having to rebuild my business and my company and rebuild myself. And that, that, that's really a kind of a blur um, be, because early on, uh, well, during the process, uh, my, um, uh, my self-worth, my value, my, my belief in who I was, was tied with my company. So if my company went down, I felt like I was going down. Company went up. I felt like I was going up. No more. I, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not my company. But I was. I, yeah. I allowed. I allowed that to be. But part of it was, um, you know, I needed a few wins. I needed some wins along the way. I needed some things to go right. And in order for me to do that, I had to. I had to make some real. Uh, some real tight decisions. Like you know, I. I. I was so depressed that I would just say. Today, all I'm going to do is make it through today. Today is the only day I'm going to make it through. So I'm going to, I'd look and I'd say, these are the things I'm going to do today. At the end of the day, if I go, if I go to bed at night and I put my head on the pillow, I want to be able to say that I accomplished everything that I wanted to accomplish. It, it doesn't have to mean that anything spectacular happened, but that today I did it. Tomorrow, I'm not even worried about tomorrow. I'm just worried about today. I'm going to make it through today. 
And hopefully I wake up tomorrow and I'm like, I'm going to do it again. But for me, it was always, you know, how do I make it through today? And once I started to do that, you know, I would start to, to have little wins. And those little wins would allow me to start to slowly rebuild. And, you know, that, that rebuild, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, so when people are like, hey, you know, think positive or whatever. And it's like, okay, hey, that's great you know, until my mind starts to drift and the mind does drift. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a, it's a gradual and constant rebuild that you have to do on yourself. Yes. So what I'm hearing there is that you have to, you have to learn to forgive yourself and take one step at a time. That's basically the process in summary. Yeah. And, and it, forgiving, yeah. your, forgiving yourself is a challenge, but it is. You know, one of the things that you have to remember is that what happened in the past is in the past. And by living in the past, all you're doing is is reliving all of those mistakes. And so, you know, it's important that we keep an eye on the future. We're where where we're going. And we, we have a, we have we have to have clarity as to where we're going. But But you have to be able to say right now where I'm at. Things are good. I'm not going to drift back. I'm not going to drift back because mm -hmm. drifting back. I mean, if you were, you know, I mean, I mean, let's say you go back to high school and you're like, oh, I was a horrible person. I should have studied. I should have done this. Doesn't do any good. If you sit there and go, yeah, man, I was, like, I was a star quarterback. You know, I was this. I was that. Doesn't do any good. So we got to be really careful by by doing that and drifting back. And um, you know, for me, that was how I healed myself was telling myself go forward don't go back yes yes that is so true we have to look forward you know we can't change the past but we can at least try to you know make amends in the future in the present okay so guys um if you're just joining us i'm gonna digress a little bit now sorry but if you're just joining us welcome to mental with connie podcast live show we are still talking about rebuilding with my guest tab pierce please feel free to pitch in your feedback on the comment section below uh, so we can um you know address your questions or any any feedback you have we we welcome everyone we welcome each one okay so guys um just continue to let us know how you're feeling down there in, in the comment section so going back to our discussion let's start talk about the, the business side of things okay so what are some questions every founder should ask like founder i'm talking about ceos should ask before rebuilding their business? Um, well, I, I, I think one of the things that you have to do is look and say, you know, it, is the business worth rebuilding? You know, I mean, if, if this if this goes the way that I want it to go uh, and, and we reach out the other end, is this a bill? Is this a business that's worth rebuilding? Because sometimes we get so caught up in rebuilding something or letting something go that, um, uh, you know, that the emotional side gets to you. And so we got to be careful to to yes. to to get emo we, we got to be careful with letting our emotions make decisions for us. So we got to really try to be logical and we got to be able to go out and say, you know, what is it uh, that I'm really trying to accomplish? You know, um, and if i choose to rebuild what does that mean for me personally um, and if i choose not to rebuild what does that mean 
and I think that to me is the key is is to um, allow yourself to ask really good questions so you can start yes. to get great answers and then and then you know you know ask and this is the key qualified ask qualified people to weigh in um, you know don't get advice from people that have no experience that's the problem people have is that they ask you know they'll go to their mom mom what should I do <laughs> like you know let me cover you let me let me call you and you know you, you know whatever you want yeah. son it's going to be good you know you got to get advice from the right people but ultimately after you've looked at everything the decision falls to you not anybody else yes. so you have to be prepared you know it, for, for me it, it, it all revolves around sitting back and asking yourself good questions so you can get great outcomes yeah you're absolutely right so basically what i'm getting is you have to ask the right questions and ask it to the right people that will tell you the truth not those that will kind of uh, massage your ego or whatever to make you feel better rather tell you the or, truth. So. or those that or those that are just going to crap on your ideas because you get those too more yes. of those actually yes. but yeah 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 you gotta watch out for those okay so okay um um great conversation so far so how can um founders and ceo review their business as fast as possible so you can feel free to share some of your own experience how you did yours <laughs> how do you rebuild it as quick as possible um you know i if, if anybody has any great ideas i'd like to hear that i know um you know <laughs> it's uh it's a process um you know one of the things that i tell everybody is you know whenever i come up with an idea or whenever i make a plan uh anything like that i, I can i i always try to be uh conservative realistic um but at the same time i try to um uh you know realize that no matter how realistic and conservative i am i'm probably going to be about three times off so with caliber i thought it was going to take us a year to rebuild it took us three years to rebuild so um ah. and um and and the reason why i say you know do it you know i i don't know how to do it as quick as possible you know jason would probably agree with me on this you know the the best way to the the best way to get yourself out of a situation if you're in a rebuild like this is sell 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 get out there and 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 move product or move services and that's what you know that's what got us through and you know there you know in, in the book uh i mentioned at one point you know i i don't know if we were lucky or good um truth is much of what we experienced i'm absolutely uh a firm believer that it was that we were blessed that we that we did all that we could do and we made we did we took every effort that we possibly could we made every attempt that we could and and honestly i i tell you i feel like 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 we did everything we could and then god like said okay i'll take it the next level because things would happen and we'd look at each other and go okay made it that time now we have two more weeks until payroll so <laughs> yeah. Just kind of, just kind of yeah. realize that there, sometimes there's no quick fix. It's long, painful, and absolutely worth it when you're done and you can look down and go, "I, you know, I did that. I accomplished that." That that was probably one of the greatest feelings I ever had. 
Wow. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Do we have some questions down below? Um, Jason asks, your expectation was one year, but it took three years. How do you know to keep going? Like, how do you keep yourself going through that process? Well, um, uh, pay the IRS last. <laughs> no, I mean, for, for, for us, that, that was for, for us. That was part of it. Was is that you know the the the, the irony is is the IRS was was, and I tell people this that are like conspiracy theorists or that hate the government and they won't believe me. But the IRS was was actually really really good to work with. They, you know, they went out of their way to make sure that we had that they could pave every possible way that they could, in order for us to pay them back. So it wasn't like they were being selfless, but you, you know, a, a lot of it was Jason is just to kind of experience those wins. You know, we would, we would get a little bit further. We'd pay somebody off. We'd see a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. And we started to see a pathway to our success. And once you see a pathway to your success and you start getting hope and you start getting a belief, all of those things start to snowball inside of you. And pretty soon, you know, you, you, you look at it and you're like, wow, yeah, I can accomplish phenomenal things. I can do some phenomenal things. But, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the willingness to, you know, to, to go through those first phases and to allow yourself to pause, see what you've accomplished, and then build, continue to build more. Wow. Wow. That's such a great um, response to that. Thank you, Jason, for um, contributing. So um, I'm glad you mentioned about um, IRS was there easy to work with because I would never guess that because I was worried for you when you said about when you mentioned the debts that you guys own. And I was like, how are you guys going to pay you know, IRS up? But, you know, well, I'm glad you said that they were easy on you guys. I, I won't spoil it because it's in the book, but there's a pretty cool story in the book about about our experience with the IRS and, and um, uh, yeah, so I'll just leave, I'll just leave it at that. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, well, let me rephrase that. It's a lot of fun to read it. <laughs> it wasn't a lot of fun to go through it. So. Yeah. Well, okay. That's good. So I believe every disappointment is a blessing, you know, like right now your company is growing. I'm sure nothing mm -hmm. in life is a coincidence. So COVID has happened and it's still here. There's still nothing we can do about it other than embracing our new norm. So what are some perks or positive things rebuilding a business can bring? So a couple of things. One is, um, you know, uh, I think it was I think it was Keith Cunningham who said never waste a good catastrophe. So we're in the middle of a catastrophe. What is it you can do in your life other than retract, pull back? complain, say, coulda, woulda, shoulda, or this could happen, or if this didn't happen, this would happen. What is it you can do so you're not wasting a good catastrophe? So that's that's one of them. The other thing is, is that, you know, my company's doing right now is doing very well. Um, our catastrophe really happened, you know, three plus years ago when, you know, when, when, when I wrote that book and when I released that book in May, I had no idea that it, the, the timing that it would have for a pandemic. Um, but, you know, the, the thing I would say is, um, you know, there, there's a lot going on 
Um, there's a lot of people with different experiences, uh, different yeah. situations. You know, I mean, if you are, you know, if you're a restaurant owner or yesterday I spoke to a, a, a lady who her business was um, a limousine service that catered to uh, private travelers that as soon as all this happened, um, you know, her business basically went away. And, and how do you how do you recover from that? Um, you know, for her, it was a pivot. You know, she moved to a different city, uh, moved to a different state, started a um, uh, working for a new company, creating a new business on the side. I, I think that, you know, we have to be willing to allow ourselves to not retract and to kind of be logical. I mean, we're going to be emotional. We're, we're, we're emotional beings, but as much as mm -hmm. possible, focus and, and, um, you know, look at what you can create. You know, I mean, if you, if you've got a business that's completely falling apart, take a step back and think of, you know, what could I possibly do differently? How can I completely pivot? Yeah. And, and those are things that we have to do because, because these are unique and trying times. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think too, um, like for some business that have to now transition to online, you know, doing everything almost online, um, some people might say that, oh my God, this is a lot. They have to learn about this. But if you think about the bright side of things, it helps you save money. I'm sure you don't need a lot to hire a lot of people to have your business online. It'll help you save money a little bit and things will be a little bit faster, you know. I'm waiting to ship and that will still be easier for you. I think I always like to look at this, the brighter side of things. So, um, you know, we just have to keep pushing. Maybe this COVID thing opened a new alternative universe for, you know, yeah. for your business. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to lean on Jason again here because he's another sales guy. So about 2007, yeah. <laughs> 2008, uh, you know, I was a salesperson working for a company I remember sitting around at a table. It's a networking event, <clears throat> salespeople. There's about 10 of us there. And it was in the middle of um, the recession. All these, all these men and women were lamenting about how bad things were. And what we did is we sat around this. And I just remember going, I got to get out of here. Um, but we sat around a table and everybody lamenting about how bad they were going. So it was the misery loves company. It was the I'm going to say things that make me feel better. And I'm, I'm hoping that you reciprocate and go, yeah, man, my life's bad too. That way we can commiserate, we can live in our own pain. And I remember sitting back going, wow, we as salespeople are creating our own recession. And so we got to be careful of what we tell ourselves and who we associate with because, because there's plenty of people that'll, that'll sit out there you know, at the bar and just sit there and drink and go, yeah, you know, I used to be a great salesperson. I used to be a great business owner. You don't need those. You get, you really got to get your head straight because that's the only way you're going to get through this. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Thank you so much for that um, encouragement. And uh, let me check the um, comment section and see what people are saying. Okay. Um, I think Jason is responding to you. He said, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so tell my thoughts exactly. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, Jason Jason knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't know how you guys do it. The salespeople, I don't know how you guys do it, but some of them know how to talk. Oh my god, they will sell anything to you. 
that you don't, I feel like sometimes they make you pay for things that you don't even bargain to pay for, you know. You guys are good. <laughs> but um, let's now talk about your book. So we have been hinting about the book throughout this live stream. But I want us to go ahead and uh, dish out some of the, dish out some of the, what the book is all about, you know. So you wrote a book called Upsurge, Breakage to Triumph, Rebuilding Your Personal and Business Life. That sounds like a fun read, you know. What are some takeaways from the book? Basically, what should a potential reader expect to learn after reading your book? So when I started writing the book, um, I, I didn't set out and go, I'm going to be an author. I'm going to write this book. I, I really wrote, um, I, I wrote a chapter. And I just remember, because I've got a really kind of quirky personality, I just, I didn't write a chapter. I wrote this kind of, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, article, <laughs> whatever, to, to myself, <laughs> to, try to, to try to motivate yeah. myself about, it was about my thoughts and about how my, how, how my thoughts really, like really drove me and mattered and, and, and all of that. And I just remember calling it chapter one when I saved it. And then another one I did was about like, like this fire that, you know, I need to get this fire. I need to get, I need to stoke the fire. I need to keep it going. I need to burn. I need to just keep it hot. I need to just keep doing it. And I wrote it and I called it chapter two. And then I just remember laughing going, I think I'm writing a book. And that's how the, that's kind of how the book started. Is it the book started just kind of as, you know, kind of fun idea. But the start of the book, and um, I don't know if anybody would know this, but without without knowing this piece, I mean, just by reading the book. But the start of it is really me being vulnerable, like you know, the, you know, because I started writing that book when I was in the midst of all of that stuff, oh, and then okay. and then the end of it was me coming out of it. So it goes from this this person who was vulnerable trying to jack himself up and pump himself up to get out there and live life to this person um that um you know was you know really um healed i maybe i wasn't 100 percent healed but i but i really became the person i used to be so that's kind of one of the things the the message and and i'm in the process of writing my second book uh, which wow. I've tentatively, tentatively titled um, Outlast Everything. And that's the message that over time, you know, the what I really kind of learned, what, what I learned in this experience was that there's a way to plan. There's a way to achieve all of your goals. And there's a way to achieve all of the things that you want to achieve in life. And I, and I, I break that down pretty, pretty detailed in the book, but it's, it's how do you plan? How do you prepare for, you know, looking at, you know, here's what I'm going to accomplish this year. And this is what I got to have to do this month, and this week, and this day, yeah. and these hours and that. It's really about that. So the message that I've, that I've learned is I've done ample speaking engagements and everything else was that, that really what I had done for myself was, was create a way that I could outlast everything. And so that's the message that if people can read this, it's like that, that, you know, that you can, you, you can learn to outlast anything and everything that comes into your life. Wow. So basically this book will help anyone that is feeling down, especially they're in the process of rebuilding their business. They think they can't do it. 
you know, they will read this book and feel a little motivated, you know, because you, did you tell your own story in the book too? Yeah. You know, when I, when I went to my editor and my editor um, was like, you know, you can't write a book like this. You either have to choose whether it's going to be an autobiography or choose if it's going to be self-help. And I'm like, I'm not a freaking author, man. I don't have to do anything you say. I, I, I this can be whatever I want it to be. And so the, <laughs> the book, the, the book kind of, you know, it, part of it is me talking about the things that I experience. The other part of it is, um, you know, me helping. And so, yeah, a lot of that story is is things, and that's like, you know, the, the I think the key to this uh, on this is that um, that that I'd like to get through to people. Is um, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to come across sounding. I want to sound confident. I don't want to sound arrogant. I've accomplished a lot of things in my life. I've overcome a lot of things in my life. You know, they talk about people being born with a silver spoon in their mouth. I was born with a plastic spork. Our family couldn't afford a plastic fork. We couldn't afford a plastic spoon. I got a plastic fork. That was my uh, my spork. That was my life. And so. <laughs> The, the point is, is all of these things that that I talk about in this book are not theoretical. These are things that, that a person has actually done, me being that person, but things that people can do themselves to really, like, rise up. Wow. I'm, get, I'm, getting, myself all like, I'm getting myself all excited <laughs> about this again. So, anyway. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to do my answer on that book. Well, guys, make sure you check it out. Upsurge, um, that's the name of the book. Upsurge, I think, um, let's see, what's the full name? Wreckage to Triumph, Rebuilding Your Personal and Business Life. I love the way you incorporated the personal life and the business life because both of them do tie together sometimes. Some people don't know how to, you know. I don't yeah. think, we, we like to have everything. I don't think we really know how to separate it that much. Yeah, you know, this and is that's... What's that? I said, because this is like the business that you are eventually, I'm sure is like your dream. That's like your yeah. passion. So you kind of, you know, put your personal life in it too. Yeah. And, and I did, you know, I debated, do I call it personal life, business life? Do I just choose one or the other? But it really was, you know, so a person, if they, if they don't have a business, they could read it and get a lot out of it. But, but it really was rebuilding both of those because they both kind of crashed yeah. at the same time because... I was my business. So yeah. if, if one went up, I went up. If one went down, I went down. So oh, we both went down. So it would basically, the book will help you learn how to balance it, right? So you won't become your business. So. Yeah. You know, I mean, over time, you know, what, one of the things about crashing and burning and going through all of this stuff is after a while, you just have to go, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm spent. I'm exhausted. And you just pretty yeah. soon, you know, I mean, now I look at it, I'm like, my business is super successful. Well, let me rephrase that. I don't want to, I don't want to overstate it. My business is successful, super successful, maybe not, but, but we're very successful. Anyway, point is that doesn't have anything to do with me individually. That's what we have to learn is that something can be great. Something can be bad in the business, but that doesn't have to be you. That's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. Because. I do you know when you say that it reminds me of some of the celebrities or the people that we think are like they made it, you know, the wealthy ones. And you hear that they are going through depression and they are going, you know, it's just like, wow, what could possibly cause them to go through that? You know, so just because they have the money in the bank doesn't mean that everything is all good on the other side. So 
Yeah, I, I think one of the things that I learned coming out of it was I, I've, I've, I've heard of people losing everything and then getting it back. And I've often wondered, like, how in the world do they do that? And I really think it's because they have an ability to say, that's not me. That, that thing crashed and burned. I didn't crash and burn. I'm, I'm still really good at what I do. But that crashed and burned. I, just, <laughs> yeah. I, I built one before. I'll just build another one. And I think that's the key is that we, we just have to learn that, you know, if we did it once, we do it again. And it's not us. We're, we're, not, we're not that entity. Yes. Okay, that's good. So, guys, make sure you go check out the book, okay? So, you won't, you know, your happiness will depend on your business because sometimes things go up and down. You know, you can never, you can't control those, um, those circumstances. So, we are coming to the end of this um, eye-opening conversation. Just to close tab, what, what advice can you provide to small business owners having to rebuild their business due to COVID? Well, one thing is uh, associate with the right people. Um, you know, you know, they, they don't don't spend your time hanging around people that are naysayers. Don't spend your time around people that are just going to pat you on the back and say, you know, you can do this. I mean, you need you really need to have people that are realistic, people that are there that can can guide you and push you. I mean, you really, you, you, you have to have, um, uh, you know, a group of people. I, I, I founded, um, and if anybody's interested, they can, they can contact me at tabpierce.com. I founded uh, peer groups uh, at what we call advisory boards. Um, uh, it's called refiners. Um, but you need people that are mentors. You have to have people that can hold you accountable. You have to have people that um uh that have been where you've been and that's the key i mean you, you you have to have somebody that has that has experience and you know i uh, am mentors i mean that that's what we're talking about and, and i and you know i would say anybody who wants to reach out to me directly they can do that at tabpierce.com um and find me there and that you know i'm i'm more than willing to help where i can help yes Yes, thank you so much for that um, powerful advice. Um, so do you have any upcoming events or projects that you want to tell us about? Um, yeah, I always have stuff going on. Um, <laughs> I have, um, uh, you know, through through Refiners, we just um, in, uh, in September had a guest speaker, a gentleman by the name of Trevor Mawad, who wrote a book called It Takes What It Takes. Uh, he's Russell Wilson's mindset coach business partner that was phenomenal uh in uh, december our guest speaker is a gentleman by the name of naveen jane who uh, founded infospace and and Tellius and talent wise current uh founder of biome and um moon or moon express he's uh but he's a multi-billionaire he's our speaker in December, people can people can find out information on that at tabpierce.com. In November, we're putting together kind of an impromptu panel with um, some former um, uh, professional athletes, uh, baseball, potentially football. Um, so got a lot of those things coming up. It's just kind of a way to kind of give back and and learn and, and you know, selfishly get my name out there. Uh, but mm -hmm. if, anybody's, if anybody's interested, you know, obviously, tabpierce.com for the book 
Audible, if you're if you're a listener instead of a reader, and uh, if you're a reader, if you're an old school reader uh, like Amazon. So that's probably the best way people can kind of find me, hear about me, and all that stuff. Okay, so um, so that's where people will find you. So other than the website, what other place? Or is it just the website? www.tabpierce.com. They can go to tabpierce.com. Um, refiners.io. But if you go there today, you're going to be one of the early adopters. You're going to look at it and you're going to go, wow, this is nothing. But pretty soon, uh, we, we haven't launched it yet, but it's a community of entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs. And um, we're, you know, you can sign up to be part of that. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a paid portion. There's a free portion. Um, but that's going to be a growing community, but people can find me there and we'll, you know, that, that'll probably be my, my ultimate hangout place. Wow. Okay, guys, make sure you check out his website, www.tabpierce.com. I think that's where all the whole information is, all the whole, like all things you mentioned. So go check it out. And if you're listening on a podcast, don't worry, we have the website link on this episode that you're listening right now and those watching the video just click the description of this video we have the his website link there too so thank you so much tapiers for stopping by and spend time with Connie podcast our conversation today was pivotal and i believe a lot of my listeners and viewers are drawing a lot of wisdom and insights on how they can successfully rebuild their business with no fear whatsoever so on behalf of myself and my audience, it's a great pleasure having you, and thank you so much for coming. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. Um, okay, guys. So thank you, everyone, that tuned in. Um, thank you so much for coming. Um, unfortunately, um, I can't even believe this. This marks the final episode of Entrepreneur Series for this year just this year, 2020. I hope we can continue this series next year with a heart of gratitude. I am so, so appreciative of all the guests that have come to this series and everyone that have tuned in every time we go live. And thank you to my loyal podcast listeners and those watching us right now on YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in. And those watching us on Facebook, of course, I can't forget my Facebook family. Thank you everyone. Talking about YouTube, please make sure you click that subscribe button and please go find us on YouTube, Venta with Honey Podcast. Click the subscribe button that you're watching on YouTube right now. So connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Venta with Connie. If you're listening to us on a podcast, you can find our social handles and guest contact on the description of this episode. Once again, thank you, everyone. And I want to say I love you and God loves you too. And this is your host, Connie, signing out. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.